0: Have you ever wanted to jumpstart your fitness goals, but you have no idea where to start? That's why I developed the Get Fit in Six challenge. I started this challenge in 2019, ran a spring challenge as well, and it has been thriving and just like my clients who participate. What's the Get Fit in Six? It's a challenge where you're provided with customized macros, cardio recommendations. You get group support in a private Facebook community a workout split that will keep you progressing and in the gym five times a week, and also a private check-in with me at week three with progressions to your plan. I developed the Get Fit in six because I understand that not everybody has the availability to check in weekly or even the finances to do so. So let me ask you, are you ready to get fit? And if you are, check out the description. All right, guys, I hope you all are having an awesome Friday. And I thought it would be fun to do a little fitness macro chat this Friday, um, answering some common questions that I'm getting throughout the week. If this is something that you want me to continue um, in the future, let me know. I'm also recording for Beyond the Bikini Radio. So what's up? We're doing a dual cast today. Um, So if you don't have time to sit and watch the live or keep it on or save it, then you can go listen to this episode on beyond the bikini radio, which you can find that link in my Instagram bio. That is my podcast. Um, you guys haven't listened to it yet. There's a lot of good quality content on there. So I recommend you go check it out. But again, um, taking time to answer common questions I've been getting this week from not only my clients, but just my Instagram, and we're going to tackle these together. If you guys want to chime in, feel free to do so. Ask questions. That's why I do these lives, is to not only you know provide you guys with content, but to help you guys further. So first thing, um, I was on a coaching call today, and I had a potential client tell me about the calories that she was eating and how she feels like she's not putting on muscle, that she's been hitting a plateau, that her energy is kind of low as well. And I was telling her, well, you're not eating enough. If you're not getting stronger, if you don't feel like you're putting on muscle, if your energy is low, if your motivation to go to the gym is low, these are all signs that you're not eating enough. Um, A lot of people normalize being tired all the time. A lot of people normalize eating under 1,500 calories a day, which I'm sorry to tell you, um, you're not going to be able to build a lot of muscle eating that little. I don't even have that much muscle on my body. I'm like looking at it right now. I don't have that much muscle on my body, but there's phases where I was eating around 2,500 calories a day to put on the muscle. I do have muscle does not pop on your body eating 1400 calories a day. Okay. So a couple signs that you aren't eating enough is number one, energy is just low. Okay. Calories supply us with energy, so do carbohydrates. Those are our main sources of energy is the carbohydrates. So if your energy is always low, that's a sign that you aren't eating enough. Um, other signs, too, you're not recovering from your workout, so you're chronically sore. Motivation is low to go to the gym. Again, that's your body's natural defense mechanism to do To – I'm sorry, to not do something um, is to avoid it and have motivation be low. For example, you know, your motivation to, like – jump off a cliff is probably pretty low, right? Okay. It's your body's defense mechanism. Like, Oh no, like we shouldn't do that. Um, trying to keep you safe. So motivation might be low as well. Um, and just having preoccupied thoughts around food. If you're always thinking about food, if you're always, you know, looking at foodie accounts and just thinking about it all the time, that's a sign that you aren't eating enough. Someone who is well nourished and eating a well balanced with their macronutrients, they won't be having these cravings and this like need for food and need for more. Um, so those are all some signs that you are not eating enough. Okay. So I saw Shelby was here. Tiffany is here. What's up guys. How are you? Who else is here? Mike's here. I'm going to give you all some waves and then then that was a weird accent and then we're going to move on to the next question. I should have thrown on my glasses for this because I'm having a hard time reading my own handwriting. Okay what is the difference between a macro calculator versus a coach? Oh how I love this question because I used to be the girl that would find macro calculators on Google which you know magical Google machine. You can find macro calculators anywhere and it will spit you out some macros and you'll try to follow them. But here's the issue with that. Um, Macro calculators do not take into account the person. Okay. For example, if I have a coaching consult with a potential client, we are talking about life. We are talking about what stresses them out. We are talking about their sleep. We are talking about their schedules. We are talking about their daily activity you're talking about their past with dieting, you know, these are all variables that are going to influence what your macro should be, okay? It's not just a simple mathematic formula, okay? Again, too, it doesn't even take into account your personal preference. For example, I'm someone who prefers to eat lower fat in a cutting phase, and i rather eat higher protein and higher carbohydrate versus, you know, someone else might prefer something different where they would rather eat lower carbohydrate and have more fats and have more protein in their diet. Okay, You have to take into account the preference. And the other thing, too, is calculators, they only touch the surface versus a coach can dive deeper. So that that's what I would say the main difference is. The other thing, too, is with a calculator, it's not like you're going to report to the calculator every single week. For accountability and adjustments, because you can't just be following the same macros for the rest of your life. Okay, your body's going to go through fluctuations. You're going to have days where you're burning more calories, days where you're burning less calories. Maybe you're going on a vacation. Maybe you're in a building phase, and then you want to switch to a cutting phase. You know, you are a human being. Your goals are going to alter throughout your life, and therefore, your macros are going to have to change sometimes. Okay. You shouldn't be changing your macros like every single day of your life. No, that's overwhelming, don't do that. But your macros are going to alter and change depending on what your goals are during the phase of your life. Okay. So I like that question a lot. I understand some people are on a budget and they're not able to afford a coach and having a coach is a luxury, but think of how much time and energy you're spending using these calculators and you're not getting results and I always use the saying that time is money and time is energy. So is it really worth your energy getting these numbers and not getting the results you want versus hiring a coach who can really help guide you to your goals, okay? And give you that accountability piece and that human touch, okay? With a calculator, you're not going to get that. The calculator is not really going to know what you need. It's just going to look at your like height, weight, and gender and spit out some numbers your way, Okay. Okay, I got a question on refeeds and why we do them. So refeeds are really good for a couple reasons. They help increase your diet adherence, okay? I actually did a whole live on this in my private Facebook group for my Nicole Fair fitness clients. But refeeds help your adherence to your diet because you get to look forward to a higher calorie day. Um, number two, they help increase your leptin levels, which that is your satiety hormone due to the carbohydrates. That's a good thing. We want to feel satiated after each and every meal. And whenever you're dieting, that can be dwindled down, um, from time of just having lower calories and lower carbohydrates. So increase in leptin, boom, good thing. Number three, refeeds can help with your flexibility. Uh, with your diet. So you're able to incorporate a variety of more foods, you're able to incorporate maybe like a date night, and you're, it's easier to track more food, like more calories, you're going to have a bigger budget. So you can try different things. And that's a good thing to cycle your nutrients. Um, number four, refeeds help increase your energy, which can help increase your performance in the gym. That's a good thing. Um, and just overall your motivation in general. So a lot of times with dieting, uh, you can feel like your willpower is dwindling down, that your energy might be lowered, especially in a fat loss phase. Refeeds help prevent that. And the big thing that refeeds help prevent is metabolic adaptation. That is the slowing down of your metabolism. So if you're having a day or two of higher calories, not necessarily cheap meals, but just higher carbohydrates, you are going to help increase your metabolism and keep it healthy throughout your cutting phase. Okay. I think I am seeing some questions. If I'm working out at 4 a.m. to 1 p.m., how can I just not being sleepy? Um, I'm a little confused on that question. I would need you to elaborate more. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Okay, so I'm going to move on to another great question I got this week was, Nicole, how do you know... What foods to utilize to hit your macros when you have weird ratios left for the day? So let's say you're tracking macros. You have like 10 grams of protein, five carbs, and five five fat, okay? Something that isn't like big enough. This is when I recommend you do your work, okay? (laughs) Of course, I'm going to cough a little bit because I'm still getting over my sickness, but Whenever you are tracking macros, you have to do your work too, okay? This is when I recommend the grocery library day, okay? Go into the grocery store and treat it like a library. Frolic around the aisles. Frolic, okay? Look at different areas, flip labels, and read. Flip them, read them. Look at at the nutrition in them, okay? I like rice. I like potatoes. I like the cereal. I like... This cheese, I like this sort of ice cream. What are the macros? What are the macros? Nobody can tell you what the macros are unless you go in and look at the labels. And then over time, you're going to remember it very easily. Okay? Easy. You could say, like, oh, like I, I have 10 grams of carbohydrates left, five fat, and five protein. Nicole, like, I don't know what to do. I could tell you right off the bat, one food that could help you hit that easily. I could think of like 20 foods that could help you hit that. Have a rice cake. You could do a serving of powdered peanut butter, and you might need like two or three almonds. That's about it. Boom, macros hit. That's not going to happen right away when you start tracking. Losing my voice. Okay. When you start tracking, it's not going to be that easy. Okay. You're going to be like, I don't know what to do with these numbers. I don't know how to hit them. But if you increase your library of foods and what's in your foods. It's just about learning the energy sources in these foods that you enjoy. Okay. I understand that an avocado is primarily fats. I understand that nuts are primarily fats. I understand that potatoes and rices and pastas and fruits and vegetables are primarily carbohydrates. I understand that egg whites, eggs, lean meats, Are mostly protein. I understand that. And I understand the values for each one. Um, like for like an ounce of protein, that's going to be roughly seven grams of protein. Okay. You're going to have to do that for yourself. Okay. And that, that can be really frustrating when you first start, but it's actually really liberating too, because you're learning what's in your food and you're learning how that makes you feel. And you're making those connections. That's going to last you a lifetime. Okay. So the more you do it, the more you stick to it, don't get frustrated. The easier it will get. I promise. As I'm losing my voice again, still getting over the sinus infection. So if I'm trying to gain, how do I know how much to eat? I just recommend tracking your intake. So just gaining some self-awareness. That's the most important piece. If you're someone who's trying to Learn what your maintenance calories levels, level is, your, what your cutting calories should be, and also like a bulking, bulking calories for you. You you need, you need awareness. You need to track. Okay. So use MyFitnessPile. It's a free app. That's what I have my clients use. That's what I use. It's great. It's user-friendly. You can like scan little labels like this and the nutritionals will pop up. So easy to use. Track. Okay. Track for two weeks. Commit two weeks. Okay. Learn. Where your average caloric intake is. And I recommend you have a good balance, okay? Don't take extremes. Don't cut out one macronutrient group. Don't um, restrict certain areas. Have a good balance. Have protein, carbs, and fats. Balance, okay? Just focus on that first. Don't focus on keto. Don't focus on paleo. Don't focus on blah, blah, blah. blah. No. Focus on balance of your macronutrients, okay? Once you find those calories, make the connections with your weight too. If you're wanting to gain weight, Then you track for two weeks, you realize your weight isn't going up and your average calories is like 2000 calories a day. You might need to up it 200 calories, okay? Then shoot for 2200 calories a day. I hope that was helpful. Let me know. Thank you, Tiffany. Tiffany's one of my awesome clients. I'm always trying to produce as much content as possible for you guys. Again, too, if you miss this live, you can check out the podcast episode that will be up. I'm excited. I'm just hoping I don't like jump into a full on coughing attack because then I'm going to cut things out. Okay. I think that's all the questions I had for now um, to answer. But the big thing here, guys, is nutrition doesn't have to be that complicated. And a lot of the tone I've gotten this week is you need to have. you need to get mindful. You need to understand what's in your food. Okay. And not just consume food to consume food, flip labels. Okay. Research different foods. If I understand produce doesn't have labels on it, but just research random things like what's in a cucumber, what's in an eggplant, what's in, um, quinoa, what, like what's in these foods? How does that make me feel? How do I feel when I eat a big bowl of veggies and lean protein? does that give me energy? Do I feel satisfied? Do I feel good? How do I feel when I eat um, a protein shake? How do I feel when I have a glass of wine? Do I feel good? Do I feel not so good the next day? Um, What about that sugary cake at the wedding? Did I feel good? Did I get a headache after? Did I have more cravings after? You have to make these connections for yourself, okay? And that's going to take time. So in order to make this a lifestyle, making those connections, are what's truly going to transform your relationship with food too. For me, um, you know, I have vodka, I have wine sitting right there. I'm in a bikini prep right now. I have lots of like chocolate chips and baking stuff in my house too. Do I feel the need to eat them? No, because I know that those foods aren't going to make me feel my best. Do I enjoy those things? Absolutely. In moderation and when the time is right. Maybe after a competition, when I'm celebrating like a show day win. Yeah or maybe on a date night when I'm not in like normal lifestyle, not in a prep. Yeah, I'll enjoy it. But I also always make those connections too. Whenever I have too much sugar, I get a headache. Whenever I have something greasy, I get heartburn. (laughs) Whenever I have alcohol, I usually get a hangover and a headache and I feel like freaking hot. It's not a good feeling. When I have my, um, like big salads with protein. I feel great when I have a bowl of oats and some peanut butter. I feel really good. I feel satisfied. I make those connections for myself and it's going to take time to do that. And the more you get accustomed to, I don't want to say eliminating these foods from your diet, but the more you get accustomed to eating a variety of whole based foods and not so much processed foods the less your body's going to crave them you know i used to grow up eating snickers twix bars ho-hos for lunch and like full sugar full sugar Gatorade and like pop but i'm from the midwest so soda so now i'm at the point where i don't crave those things i don't want ho-hos i don't want candy that's going to like actually hurt my teeth from the sugar i don't want it anymore but it took time for me to get here. It took time for me to crave vegetables, but I can promise you the more you eat them, the more you will want them. So I'm going to leave the live off here. Um, Just let it go. I guess we're done. We're done here. Y'all, y'all aren't being chatty today and asking questions, but just a friendly reminder too, you have 10 days left to join my get fit in six summer challenge. If you're wanting more information on the challenge, check out the link in my Instagram bio, still getting over my cold, feel like I'm about to have a coughing attack, but I did want to chat with you all this weekend and go into this weekend too, and know that your diet still matters. These two days still matter. Create that structure for yourself. Continue to track. You do not need to treat the weekend like the end all be all, like living my best life, eating whatever I want. Don't do that to yourself. Okay. Treat this weekend just like any other day of the week, and you're going to continue to make progress. Okay. It's all about your mindset of things. Every day is the same day. It is. You're just looking at a calendar on the week and then you look at the weekend and you freak out and you're doing different things that you normally do. Don't do, I should say. You need to create that, that schedule for yourself. You need to create times when you're going to eat. It's not that complicated, okay? I eat at the same times every single day, Monday through Sunday. It's the same, Okay. Um, the weekends aren't any different for me. My goals don't change on the weekends. I don't magically change on the weekends. It's the same. So there's no reason why to treat your diet and fitness and your goals any different. Just because the day of the week says Saturday or Sunday and not Monday through Friday. Okay, so I hope you all have a great weekend. If you missed this live, check out my podcast again. Adios. I don't know why I did that. That's mean. I meant this, not this. Okay, bye.